Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo with a PPR mock draft, a full best ball draft here on uh, the website Drafters. If you're interested in signing up for Drafters, it's a great site. You can do uh, knock out a bunch of these best ball drafts and you win real money on these. So you know that people are actually taking them seriously. If you want to sign up, we have a code in our description. Uh, use code FSE when you register and you'll get a 50% match back bonus. Um, we're picking from the ninth slot today. Uh, it's like I said, it's a full PPR. Christian McCaffrey just went off with the first overall pick. Um, as we often preach on the fantasy stock exchange, I'm looking to probably stack two running backs at the end of this draft, but we'll see how the board shakes out. And yeah, 102 Saquon Barkley. So pretty chalky thus far. Um, with, yeah, with my ninth pick, I'm probably looking at someone like Joe Mixon, maybe uh, Austin Eckler. Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, someone like that. Uh, okay, Zeke Elliott goes off the board with the three spot. Okay, jumping ahead here to uh, us almost up on the clock. Okay, now we are on the clock. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Tyreek Hill were the next couple picks there. So uh, right now I'm looking probably at uh, my next highest rated running back is Austin Eckler, but I believe there is a chance I can get him in the next round. So I'm actually going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Joe Mixon here. And uh, we'll see how it shakes out on uh, on the way back. If um, at any point during this video you feel like you've gotten some value from my analysis or whatever, uh, make sure you go down to the bottom of the video, hit the like button. It takes two seconds. Comment on the video. Let uh, let me know your thoughts on the mock. Any other thoughts you have on the 2020 season? If you're excited for football, looks like it's going to happen. Um, and then hit the uh, hit the sub button and hit the bell uh, icon because we post videos uh, just about every day. So you want to make sure that you're keeping up with that. All right, we're back here, and a couple running backs that I was looking at went off the board, and then just Julio Jones just went there. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones there. So a couple running backs, a couple of receivers. Um, I'm going to go – actually, man, it's really close because I really like Josh Jacobs this year, but this is a full PPR format, so I would have Eckler ranked higher. And I don't want to make it a habit of picking Austin Eckler in every single one of these mocks between me and Danny. We're both very high on Austin Eckler. And if I'm going to continue to get him in the second round, I'm going to keep picking him there because I think he should be a first round pick. Anyone who's worried about Tyrod Taylor throwing less checkdowns to the running back position, as I've mentioned previously, he threw more uh, passes to the running back position in Buffalo when he was last a starting quarterback than Phillip Rivers did those two years in, in Los Angeles. And he had two capable cap, uh, pass catching running backs. And as for the Joe Mixon pick, I think Mixon's in a great spot this year. He, he's definitely going to be, uh, a borderline 300 carry running back. I, hopefully he's able to get more involved in the passing game with the addition of Joe Burrow. Maybe he's, um, because he had Clyde Edwards-Solaire at LSU, maybe they're um, kind of drawn up more plays like that for Joe Mixon because we all know he's a capable pass catcher. It's just a matter of actually getting the work. And um, he makes me a little nervous from that perspective because I think if he were to get that pass catching work, it would have happened last year when everyone was injured. But um, the fantasy community can only hope that he's going to get uh, – the majority of that pass catching work and Gio Bernard can basically fuck off because no one likes him. All right. So we're back up on the clock here and uh, I'll, I'll recap the picks in a second. I'm just looking at the available options uh, at running back. It's, it's really thinned out um, real fast here at receiver. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. He's my highest rated receiver on the board right now in a full PPR league. I think this dude's just going to get peppered with targets. So we have, after I picked Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, um, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Lair, uh, the main two tight ends, the best two quarterbacks in fantasy, 
Chris Godwin, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Melvin Gordon, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley, and Adam Thielen. So a lot of receivers went off the board. I think um, at this point in the draft where Aaron Jones went here is basically the, the cutoff point between whether you're getting one of those like top 12 like locked and loaded running backs. Once you get into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon kind of territory is when it starts to get a little shaky. And I, I would say Melvin Gordon for me is, is actually higher than the two rookies. So I would say Melvin Gordon is basically the cutoff because then you're looking at guys like Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, the two rookies. Like these guys are just, they're just risky to be honest. Like I, they just, they just make me a little nervous. And um, I'd, I'd much rather go with the receiver in this range personally that Adam Thielen's and like the Mike Evans's and DJ Moore's and all that. I, I just think those guys are much safer, which is why I'm looking to lock up a pick like this, like Mixon and Eckler early so that my running backs are, you know, locked and loaded. And then I can go with a receiver in the second round. All right. So um, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, James Conner, Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith-Schuster and Chris Carson went off the board. Not a lot of guys I'm not very high on there. Um, yeah. Running back position is looking quite scarce. I might look at the receiver position again. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. I like I like both the Rams receivers this year. I think they're both going to do very well. The offense is, is basically tailored to those two guys. Those are the two main weapons in the offense, uh, kind of similar to the way that Tampa runs their offense between Godwin and Evans. So I think Cup and Woods are pretty much locked and loaded, like 140, 150 target guys. In a full PPR league, like, I mean, Cooper Cup is just – him and Jared Goff have a great connection. They've, they've always had that. It's, it's a little Edelman and Brady-esque in terms of like just the way that they're always on the same page, not necessarily how good of a quarterback Jared Goff is. Don't hear me say that. Um, yeah. After I picked Le'Veon Bell one off the board, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very high on Le'Veon Bell, so I'll let other people pick him. I, I think he's kind of just a fantasy landmine. Okay. Coming up on the clock here shortly, a couple tight ends went off the board, Andrews and Ertz, then another run of receivers, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, then Cortland Sutton, a couple running backs, David Johnson, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, and then Devin Singletary. And then also Dak Prescott came off the board. So at the running back position, this is kind of a smash for me in the fifth round. Um, Deandre Swift, like all day, I, I'll pick him all day in the fifth round. I think, um, we're at the, the FSC boys, we're a lot higher on DeAndre Swift than, than most people seem to be. I, I'm not really sure why we're so scared of carry on Johnson as a fantasy community. We, we seem to just like automatically just assume carry on Johnson's going to like eat into his workload. And I think when you look at the situation objectively, it seems like carry on Johnson's honestly in the doghouse. Like, uh, every time that Matt Patricia and the Lions, uh, coaching staff entrusted carry on Johnson with a, a big workload, he got injured and, it seems like they, they got a little frustrated by that. And that's why they used what, what was almost a first round pick on, on DeAndre Swift. Like he, he was the 35th or 36th pick in the draft. Like he's a borderline first rounder and that's much higher than Terry on Johnson was picked as well. So I think the way that it's lining up, I think they want Swift to win that job. I'm sure carry on will be involved, but I, I, I do think before long, it's going to be a 60, 40 kind of maybe uh 70, 30 split for DeAndre Swift. And uh, with, okay, so Gallup, uh, Damian Williams, a little early on him, T.Y. Hilton, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Parker, and Deshaun Watson went off the board next. Um, see, quarterback, I'm not really too concerned with. Running backs, a little, eh, I'm not really 
too concerned with that either. At receiver, is there anyone I like on the board right now? Uh, I don't get a lot of shares of Stephon Diggs, actually. You know, I'm going to grab Stephon Diggs. I think this is decent value on him. Um, a lot of people are off Stephon Diggs, mainly because Josh Allen's just an inaccurate quarterback. But um, what people fail to realize about Stephon Diggs is that he's a separator. So the, what, the type of receiver that he is is the type of receiver that Josh Allen needs because Josh Allen, like, is, is factually just not – like, it's a fact that he's just not accurate, uh, that accurate of a quarterback. So getting him like a go up and get it type of receiver, potentially like a Cortland Sutton type would probably not to be the greatest idea. I think the, the type of receiver he needs is guys like John Brown who can get uh, like who are deep, deep threats and guys like Stephon Diggs who are separators. So those are the type of guys that you want uh, when you have an inaccurate quarterback like Josh Allen. All right. We're back up on the clock here and everyone knows where I'm going with this one because my guy's on the board right now and I'm taking Ronald Jones. I don't care that I'm over-invested in him. Uh, if he's going to continue to go in the seventh round, I'm going to keep picking him there because I believe firmly he's going to be a top 15 running back this year. Anyone who's heard anything that I've, I don't really want to justify it, to be honest, because I've, I've talked about him enough. Um, but before my pick, after I picked Stephon Diggs, Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray, Cam Akers, A.J. Green, Raheem Mostert, Tyler Boyd, Darren Waller, Russell Wilson, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, um, Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson, Darius Geis, Evan Ingram, Brandon Cooks, and Julian Edelman went before me. And then Darius Slayton and Josh Allen went just after I picked Ronald Jones. Um, so I got a nice balance on my team right now. I got uh, four running backs and three receivers. I'm looking to probably pad my running back core again if J.K. Dobbins falls. If he does not fall, I, I do like um, uh, Debo Samuel, who's currently on the board right now, and Jerry Judy I like as well. But I think there's a bit of a drop-off if Debo goes here. Um, looking at the quarterback position, I don't mind um, Tom Brady or Matt Ryan in the eighth round here because I think they're pretty solid values, and there goes Debo. Shit. Okay. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins falls to me. It'll make my decision a lot easier. Okay, that guy went Jamison Crowder over J.K. Dobbins. Can't, could not be me. All right, so J.K. Dobbins. I think in a best ball format, this is the perfect place to pick J.K. Dobbins. Uh, in redraft, I, I think in the eighth round, it's worth the, the investment, the, the gamble on J.K. Dobbins. But I wouldn't pick him much higher than this because I don't think, I don't think at any point in the season we're just unless there's an injury that we're just going to be like, oh, J.K. Dobbins took over the job and Mark Ingram is like not really relevant anymore. I think it's going to be more so a 50-50 timeshare at best. And in this backfield, that's still valuable because the, the Ravens' backfield is just like just going to be crazy efficient because the the defense keys in on Lamar Jackson when when he's running the ball right so like the running backs have very easy have a very easy time running the football so J.K. Dobbins is going to be valuable regardless and I think in a best ball format where you don't need to necessarily pick one to start him is definitely the type of format that you want to get J.K. Dobbins in even though I, I do like him in redraft as well Okay, we're just about back up on the clock here. CeeDee Lamb goes off the board right after we pick J.K. Dobbins. James White, great pick in a full PPR in the eighth round. Tom Brady off the board next. They definitely contemplated him. Tyler Higby, uh, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Hunter Henry, Marlon Mack, Keyshawn Vaughn, Gross, uh, on Johnson, uh, Jerry Judy, who I was looking at, so I'm a little pissed off about that one. Uh, Carson Wentz, then Gronk went off the board, and Matty Ice right after him. Uh, this guy's got a couple more seconds on the clock, and then we will be on on deck after this guy. Um, I'm looking at tight end right now because it is starting to thin out a little bit. This guy just picked Nicole Hardman, which I actually considered as well. Um, so Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, Mike Isecki, and Jonu Smith is kind of who I'm looking at. Okay, so he went Sony Michelle. Um, 
maybe I might wait till my next pick to get a tight end here. I want to see who else is on the board. Um, running back wise, not really good. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Manny Sanders. Receiver position just really thins out real fast on me. Um, actually, you know what? I am going to go with a tight end. I'm going to go with my uh, with my guy, Johnny Smith, because I pick him a lot, and I really believe in the breakout this year for Johnny Smith. The big, the big key for me is that uh, Delaney Walker is no longer there, and um, any time that Johnny Smith has played without Delaney Walker, he's seen a significant snap share increase and also a target increase. And um, behind A.J. Brown, there's really no other, like, receiving options that have established themselves. Yes, Corey Davis was a high draft pick, but they they haven't really shown too much faith in Corey Davis. And I think Johnny Smith is already, in his brief um, playing time, has already shown more than Corey Davis has showed. Uh, and especially with Tannehill, he definitely looked to see, like, he had a bit of a connection going with him. So I, I definitely think in the ninth round, gamble on uh, on Johnny Smith. Um in your drafts, I think he could definitely pay off big and he could get into that Mark Andrews kind of territory of a breakout player if he were to hit. And I don't mind pairing him with another high upside guy like like a Mike Kosicki or something. Um, yeah, okay. So a couple guys, uh, Jared Cook and uh, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, Matt Stafford, Anthony Miller, and Drew Brees went off the board right after I picked. I think I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. I don't have a lot of exposure to him, so I'm going to grab him. Um, I think in a best ball format, uh, exactly, this is the type of place you want to be picking him because I think between him and Jared Cook, it's going to be kind of hit or miss week over week because everyone knows the main two guys in that offense are Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, and those are going to be the guys that you want to rely on week over week in the Saints offense. But I think between Sanders, Jared Cook, maybe even like Traquan Smith, Latavius Murray, like these kind of tertiary options, are all going to have like random up and down weeks. And I think if you get six or seven really good weeks out of Emmanuel Sanders throughout the season in a best ball format, he's definitely worth a 10th round pick. And I think I'm probably strategy wise, I'm probably going to stack a bunch of receivers. If I can, I see the quarterbacks are starting to really go off the board, which is making me a little nervous. because I don't have one yet, but I'll, I'll uh, see you guys on uh, my next pick here. All right. After I picked Manny Sanders, we had uh, Rogers and Daniel Jones go off the board, John Brown, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, Philip Lindsay, Sterling Shepard, Alexander Madison, um, A. Brown, Antonio Brown, I think. Um, Austin Hooper, Henry Ruggs, Deon, uh, Duke Johnson, I think. Uh, Latavius Murray, Mike Williams, Zach Moss. So uh, I'm actually looking potential. Oh, okay, he's still there. Nice. Oh, Mike Isecki got sniped right from me. I don't like that. But uh, Robbie Anderson, again, I mean, this is a best ball format. You're not going to have to choose when to start Robbie Anderson. And the Panthers, I've mentioned this on multiple occasions, I think they're throwing the ball like crazy this year because their defense is terrible. They lost James Bradbury, who's their best corner. They lost Luke Keekley, who's by far the best player on their defense and the leader of their defense. They lost a couple guys up front, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, a couple other guys. And, um, yeah, overall, like their, their corner situation is just not good. And they're in a division that's just going to throw the ball all over the yard. And they're going to have to keep up. Whether Teddy Bridgewater wants to uh, check down the ball a lot or, or not, he's going to have to push the ball downfield a little bit just to keep up with how many points his defense is letting up. And I think Robbie Anderson's the type of guy in a best ball format where you don't need to choose when to start someone. He's exactly the type of guy you want because he can bust open a 60-yard touchdown like uh, in basically any fashion because he's, that's just the type of game-breaking speed he has. 
And um, yeah, he's definitely the type of player you want in this kind of format. Golden Tate was the next pick off the board and Noel Fant, TJ Hawkinson, the back-to-back Iowa tight ends there. I really hope that, um, oh man, the tight end position is real thin now. Oof. Um, okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Blake Jarwin before the tight ends thin out even more. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Blake Jarwin, but I think in this kind of format, again, you don't have to choose one to start him. The Cowboys have a lot of weapons. So Jarwin is not the type of guy I like in redraft because I just don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable starting him. But in a best ball format, again, you don't have to choose when to start the guy. So um, he'll have a couple big games, might have a decent amount of touchdowns this year or whatever. But uh, I definitely don't uh, don't mind that in the 12th round, and especially if he's your second tight end like he is for me. All right, so after we went Blake Jarwin, next came off uh, Preston Williams, Dallas Goddard, uh, Daryl Henderson, Sammy Watkins, Boston Scott. Jack Doyle, Cam Newton, Antonio Gibson, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Freeman, um, Eric Ebron, Brashad Perriman, Baker Mayfield, Alshon Jeffrey, Nikhil Harry, and then Justin Jefferson just went off the board now. And I'm on the clock. Um, wide receiver-wise, uh, running backs, eh, pretty thin now. Uh, I need a quarterback because I still do not have one. Um, hmm, okay, who am I looking at? Minshew's definitely my highest-rated quarterback right now, so I'm going to go with him. Um, I've talked about Gardner Minshew and the Jags offense quite a bit, uh, much like the Panthers offense. I think this offense is, is throwing the ball quite a bit. And, uh, Minshew showed a lot as a rookie last year. I don't think people really realize how good of a rookie season he actually had. He 21 uh, touchdowns to six picks is nothing to sneeze at, especially when you're a six round pick, like the, the number one overall pick in Kyler Murray didn't even have as good of a season as Gardner Minshew. And the only reason he won offensive rookie of the year is because he was the first overall pick. Okay, so a couple a couple more quarterbacks went off the board. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff. And Justin Jackson went off the board. Ian Thomas, Chris Hearn, and Curtis Samuel. Um, I might go back-to-back quarterbacks here just because I it's a best ball league. You definitely need more than one quarterback in it. And I'm going to go with Big Ben because I think people are really – they're really just underestimating how good Big Ben's always been as a fantasy quarterback. He's always a high-volume passer. And I understand that the Steelers have never really had a – well, not never, but – not in the last couple of years have haven't had a defense like the one that they have this year, but anytime big Ben's been on the field, he's, he's basically a lock to throw 550, 580, 600 plus times. So anytime you can get him as late as you're getting him at the discount, you're getting him. It, it's, it's pretty much just a steal because he's always been a top 12 fantasy quarterback and he'll probably be one this year, assuming his, um, his elbow is all fine and he hasn't completely fallen off a cliff age, uh, age wise. All right, we're just about up on the clock here. Uh, after I picked Big Ben came uh, Irv Smith off the board, Kirk Cousins, John Ross, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Drew Locke, uh, Damian Harris, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Will Disley, Oger Howard, Hunter Renfro, Teddy Bridgewater, Jay Sternberger, Philip Rivers, uh, Jamal Williams, Darrington Evans, and Derek Carr. And we haven't picked uh, – okay, so we got two quarterbacks on our team now. Quarterbacks standing out a little bit. Not looking in that direction just yet, though. Uh, wide receiver-wise, I think I'm going to do Alan Lazard's kind of intriguing to me. I'm going to go with Alan Lazard. Um, I don't believe this narrative that we need to still be chasing Aaron Rodgers' as number two receiver because I know a lot of people are preaching that. Like, it's 2014, and his number two receiver is Randall Cobb, and he was, like, a top 12 fantasy option. That's not how who Aaron Rodgers is anymore. I think it's going to be more of a run-heavy offense, but – someone's going to have to do something other than Devontae Adams in the passing game. And it's probably going to be Aaron Jones, but it could be Alan Lazard. I think of the receivers, he's the most intriguing option. I know like 
Marquez Valdez Scanling was the, the sexy name last year. Maybe he emerges this year. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think between Alan Lazard, MVS, uh, Jay Sternberger, um, maybe one of the other receivers, Jake Kumaro or something, I think someone's going to emerge as at least like a, a decent fantasy option. Maybe not necessarily like a top 24 fantasy option or something, but I think Alan Lazard definitely has a chance to be solid. I think um, after this round, I'm going to uh, skip to the end of the draft and then I'll show you my team. I just don't want to, I mean, there's only like four more rounds left and they're kind of late picks anyway. So I'll just show you the end of my, end of my draft. I won't make you watch the rest of it. Um, and then we'll, yeah, we'll go over my team and see kind of how, uh, how we got uh, through this. This one guy's getting mad at people not making picks fast enough. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Jameis Winston, Rock Armstead and Tyrod Taylor off the board. This guy's just shredding through them. Gerald Everett off the board too. I might look at another tight end here just to get that position group out of the way. I think three tight ends is kind of the way to go in this, unless you pick like a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey or even like Mark Andrews at the top of the draft. I think it just takes a bit too long. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm thinking uh, Kyle Rudolph, ugh. Greg Olson, Dawson Knox. Ugh. I don't really like any of these guys. I might just skip out on that position until next round. Um, okay, who do we got on the board here at receiver? Uh, running back, got anyone? Oh, Anthony McFarlane, nice, okay. I think in a, yeah, in a best ball format, he might have some big weeks. I think he's going to be, I think my hope for him is that they kind of use him in like a Tariq Cohen type fashion. I think he's just electric in space. So I think if you want to just get Anthony McFarlane, get him the ball on a check down or a swing route or a wheel route or a, a Texas route or whatever, just get him the ball and he'll probably do stuff after the catch. All right, on the screen right now, you'll see my squad, how it turned out. Um, at the end of my draft, I ended up picking Nick Foles, so that rounds out the quarterback position. We got Minshew, Roethlisberger, and Foles. At running back, we got Mixon, Eckler, Swift, Jones, Dobbins, and McFarlane. We're a little, sh uh, little shallow at the position, and there wasn't a lot of good depth that I wanted to go after. Uh, at receiver, we got Adam Thielen, Cooper Cups, Stephon Diggs, Manny Sanders, Robbie Anderson, Alan Lazard, James Washington, Mohamed Sanu. Those bottom guys, just kind of hoping for some good weeks out of them. I think the the top guys that I have there will be able to carry me a little bit. And then at tight end, we got Johnny Smith, Blake Jarwin, David Njoku. If you guys enjoyed this video, like I said, uh, like, uh, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon. We're coming at you pretty much every day of the week up until your fantasy drafts. Reminder to go uh, pick up the draft guide. It's only $5 and there's a lot of value packed into it. We got breakouts, sleepers, busts rankings, uh, data analysis. There's a lot of great, great information on there and I really can't um, oversell it enough. So uh, without further ado guys, take it easy, peace out and enjoy your Tuesday.